We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the Looniers pod. I told you last game, if Looney kept playing like this, we're renaming Lightyears Looniers. And what does Kayvon Looney do? What does the legend himself do? Arguably his best game ever, at least his best two-way game, 21 and 12 from Looney. But I don't even think that that puts justice to it. Like the last week has been just Looney propaganda OD because he's been out of his mind. This is a huge Warriors win coming back from down 19 at halftime. Andy, how are you feeling? I just, I love that you start with Kevon Looney because you've been the biggest Kevon Looney proponent. You've never said anything bad about Kevon Looney. I, I've said some things that I regret now because this is the greatest performance Kevon Looney's ever played. This is the greatest performance from the Warriors in the last three years. Um, just champ, dare I say, Samuel, dare I say, a championship level performance by the Golden State Warriors tonight. I, I think this was – I think – look, man, they got to win six more games to get a ring. Yeah. But this was a legitimate championship-level performance to me for a variety of reasons. In the first half, they played awful. Draymond was – they were turning oh the ball God. all over the place. And Luka did what great players do. He, he adjusted after a bad first game. And quite frankly, he, he played a pretty pretty damn good game. Yep. I mean, he was scary yep. some of the shots he was yep. hitting. They, and not just him, the role players were hitting shots. They were up 19 at one point. I wasn't sure the Warriors were going to come back, but they did. Title team dug into it. And what's interesting is they dug in defensively without Draymond and Clay in the third quarter. It was a lot of Looney. It was a, a, some Wiggins. Uh, Otto played exceptionally. Otto. Oh, my Jordan, God. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Uh, was driving the ship there. I mean, it was, I, it was like a, it was kind of a hybrid first unit, second unit group in there, and they dug the whole way back in. Obviously, we're burying the lead. Steph was exceptional offensively today, but I just feel like we have to we have to start losing. I agree. Because I agree. He was he was the backbone of their entire comeback defensively. Yeah, I mean, look, Steph is going to do what Steph is going to do. You and I know game game gets close. He closed the game tonight. He's closed every single game in the postseason so far. Give him a chance to close. He's closing the game. He closed it tonight. Um, outside of that, I'm with you. Kevon Looney, 
right? Draymond didn't show up tonight. Klay Thompson hit big shots down the stretch, but he didn't show up for three quarters. But Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter, Kevon Looney, those guys, Sam, showed up. Um, and those are your role players at home. They were incredible. Incredible, especially defensively in the second half. I think a big stretch of it was when they went into the halftime, they were only down 14, and the Mavs only missed one three-pointer <laughs> in the entire first half. It felt like this team had a shot. And, and you know, honestly, I thought they were going to lose this game mainly because we didn't see, we haven't seen this type of Warriors championship level uh, performance in two, three years, right? We haven't seen it since Houston in 2019. But, you know, we haven't seen it because they've been hurt. We haven't seen it because last year was kind of a joke, right? So this was kind of the first opportunity where we can see this team pull that kind of performance out. And they did. That's why it was really cool to see. The chats mentioning it, it was a long comeback too. They didn't blitz them. It so was true. very much so true. Chipping, chipping away two points every minute. You know, it was like, you're down, you're down 14, a couple minutes go by, you're down 10, a couple minutes go by, you're down seven. Next thing you know, they, they've, you know, it's been eight minutes and they're now almost tied. It wasn't like a Steph Curry blitz comeback. It was a, we're going to dig in, stick to the game plan and trust we're going to be able to come back to it. You know who we forgot to mention? So we need to bring him up right now. Moses Moody. Moses Moody gave him some excellent minutes after not playing a single relevant minute in the playoffs. He's really just been mop-up duty. Moses Moody, I thought, played excellent in the third and fourth quarter when he played for the Warriors. <laughs> no. And Wasn't he, that crazy? Wasn't that insane? That's you know what? I mean, oh, my we, God. Yeah. I think we got to give Kerr a little credit for that, too. Yeah. Damian Lee was, I mean, he was a train wreck in the first half. There's sure. no other way around, There's no other sure. way around it. Right, but he didn't go back to him. He's like, all right, I can't right. play Damian Lee tonight. Moses Moody in the second half. Draymond was playing subpar for subpar, majority of this game. Sam, he was awful, awful. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm, I'm being, I'm <laughs> You're being, being nice. He was awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Went went away from him. Rode Looney and Otto. Trusted them. I mean, this. I think Steve has been. This has been some some legitimate playoff caliber title coaching here where it's he's adjusting as he needs to in real time, not doing the things that, you know, kind of drive us crazy with the let them figure it out. It, it's been very proactive. And I thought nothing was more exemplary of it than the, the Damian Lee Moses Moody switch, you know, Damian Lee only played five minutes in the first half, but honestly, he was, Oh wow. He was minus 12. I, I mean, that matches the Impressive. eye test. The Warriors, the Warriors were close to, tying up the game, and then immediately the game got away from them and Damian Lee's miss. It's not just his fault, but he did right. not play well tonight. Right, right. And I think, like, and then part of it's, like, he wouldn't be playing, but they only got an eight-man rotation. So Kerr's like, whatever, right, let's throw him out there, give him a shot. And and like you said, kudos to him. He said, okay, if he's not going to play well, throw Moody in there. Also thought Steve Kerr called a couple timeouts pretty early when he kind of sensed the Warriors were, you know, down five, yes. down seven, right? Those, have you ever seen Steve Stop. Kerr call those timeouts? No, Ever? those are, that those are Popovich timeouts. Like right. Pop, Pop does that stuff. I always felt like uh, Steve Kerr was more Phil Jackson with the timeouts, where he purposely doesn't call them. Like, hey, I need you guys to figure it out. I'm not going to bail you out. He realizes this isn't that kind of roster. This is a roster where he might need to be a little more hands on, make make quicker timeouts. But I agree with you. There was one in the first quarter where Dallas was pushing the game. 
that if he didn't call a timeout, I could easily Agree. see snowball into a 22-point yep. lead or something right. something crazy like that. But sometimes a timely timeout like that and adjusting people on the fly, that's what it takes to keep you back in the game. Yep. And then I th- I'm, I'm with you, Steve Kerr. So I think the rest of the team overall, it, just a team effort type of game. I think Luca reminded me a lot tonight of LeBron James, just offensively, in, in the way that he's making just absolutely ridiculous shots, right? We saw in crunch time, he's hitting fadeaway threes. He's getting the hole pretty much at will. He's getting his guy open looks. It really did remind me of LeBron. Like, it's not hardened. It really isn't. It's so much LeBron James. And I think... I think the Warriors really are used to this. They're used to kind of one guy, right? Hey, Bullock, DFS, Brunson, you want to make your shots in the first half? Great. All we got to do is stay alive, right? We can't be down 30. All we got to do is stay within 10, 15 points, and they did. And I think once those shots dried up, you know, once your J.R. Smiths, once, right, once your uh, Della Vadovas, your, your Richard Jeffersons, once your, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith stopped making shots, that's where the Warriors come in. Right, that's what, and this is kind of more mature version of Warriors, like you said, not a blitz. This wasn't Steph going for four threes. This wasn't Clay Thompson going back to back to back in the third quarter. This was like a speaking uh, of like like a boa constrictor. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, and I actually feel like, you know what? I want to mention this about Clay. Maturity is Clay's performance. He was he was horrendous in the first half. He's doing that a lot. Lately. A younger Clay might have spiraled and hadn't right had right. an awful game. But he hit key shots. I mean, he adjusted defensively down the stretch. This is where they are a very veteran team where they don't get shook by a bad start to a game. They just adjust. Like, you could tell with Clay, he knew he was playing poorly. But it didn't, like, get in his head like, oh, what do I do? He just he just kind of plays well, through he, the well, he got to he got to the hole, right? Like, that was the adjustment for him was like, dude, stop taking mid-range shots and stop taking threes. Just go to the hole. And that actually, that was the adjustment for the entire team. I thought Jordan Poole kind of led the way and Steph finished it. But it, it was very much like, stop shooting dagger threes, right? We, we saw in that third quarter, the Warriors, when they were trying to crest that mountain, when they were trying to take the lead in the third, like late third, they kept shooting those like fadeaway threes, Poole shot one, Clay shot, Wiggins shot a couple. Like, yeah, going for the kill threes. shot. Yeah. Right, right. And, and I think, like, maybe Draymond said it to him because I could see Draymond saying that or Steve said it to him. Where it's just like, dude, if you go to the hole, Maxi Kleba's not guarding you. Davis Pertans, our guy, friend of the show, most true, not guarding you. Just go straight to the rack. And I think the Warriors did that for 12 straight minutes. Clay hit, finally hit a big shot at the end. Steph put him to sleep with that three-pointer, and that was it, man. Just... It's just an incredible performance by a team that I think at this point we can safely say that was a championship performance right there. That that was reminded me of 2019 against Houston very much. Yeah, and and you know what the bigger thing for me is? I mean, it's not a bigger thing, but I want to bring it up. This does feel like the type of game that swings a series. If Dallas wins this one, I would text you we're going seven. You know what I mean? Like – that's kind of the type of thing where the Warriors professionally closing this game out. Now they're up 2-0. I'm sure Dallas will eventually get will get a game in, in Dallas and make this a series. But not giving this game away when you fought all the way back, that's that's big. That's That's been a big thing I've seen from this team all playoffs. It, it's been less playing with your food, more yep. just going All right, let's it. talk about Steph Curry. Um, I, I've waited 10 minutes for this one. Uh, this was a performance where 
You can argue that Luka Doncic is the best player on the floor, but I'm always going to take the guy, number 30 from the Warriors. Just an incredible performance. Five threes in the first half. Uh, kept him afloat. He was really the only guy in the first half that was making shots defensively. And did he even give up a bucket? Right? Like, did he even give up a score? No easy buckets the entire game. Uh, and then when it comes to crunch time, Steph was incredible. No bullshit threes, right? Did we see him dance and shoot the fadeaway three? Not in crunch time. Took it straight to the rack. Blue, blue by Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, every single time. And one, and then he hit the three to end the game with, a, ironically, a pass from Clay driving to the hole. So, Sam, people are going to always talk about Luka being the best player on the floor in this series. I'm taking, I'm taking Steph every single day. And uh, just a vintage, vintage 30 performance tonight. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing was, I felt like there were stretches where I'm like, Dude, why is Stefan touching the ball? Why is it why you Always. know what I'm saying? Like yep. I feel like he I feel like he could have got 45 to 50 on this team. I don't think Dallas had any clue how to guard him. They just got lucky with denying him a little bit and like the ball not finding him with quintessential warrior right. stuff. But in general, I mean, I, I Steph kind of making up for what was a subpar offensive performance in game one. Um, <laughs> right. and he came through and he needed. Like down the stretch, they were just trading baskets. Luca was hitting shots, but Steph was kind of targeting Luca on the other end. He's like, bro, we're up 10. If you want to play this trading baskets game, I got you. You know, like you're not going to outshoot me, that type of thing. That's kind of how it went down the stretch, in my opinion. It was, um, you know, Steph kind of he he seized the moment when he needed to. And then down the stretch, he brought the team home. It felt a little – I know complaints, right? If it, it wasn't in a mature – you talked about Clay being like a mature performance. Didn't that feel like it from Steph? At this point in Steph's career, 34 years old, it does feel like, hey, he knows that when it comes crunch time, he's always going to make those shots. Not that we didn't think he was going to do before, but he does it differently now. It's just, it's just not those killer step-back threes anymore, right? Off-screen threes. It's just like I'm just going to get to the hole and finish every single time. It's a little different. And, and it's just – I feel a lot more confident in the way that he's doing it. It is really cool to see the maturity that he's doing. It's just really cool, man. A guy that's doing it in his mid-30s. Yeah, it, it honestly feels like the basketball equivalent of Tom Brady to me <laughs> where it's like um, – and, and I mean this as kind of a, a compliment and kind of backhanded too. Like every year everyone like loves to geek out over Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers making these insane like superhuman plays – and and I get it. They're insane superhuman plays. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's just going out there and professionally winning games by just doing like fundamentally boring stuff to get it done and then <laughs> making a big play when he needs to. That's what Steph's basketball feels like now. Like it doesn't feel like the Steph of a decade ago. When he was the like, he used to oh be my the Mahomes. God. Yeah. yeah, he used to be the Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now he's like, I'm going to control the game. I'm going to take over what I need to. I'll hit some shots, but. It's going to be a very controlled type of situation. I'm going to get everyone involved, and you're going to all complain about, like, how I'm not that good but still win. I mean, shit, dude. You said it better than anybody could say. <laughs> it's all about winning games, man, and Steph Curry's winning games. Um, do we need to get into – do we need to get to anyone else before we go to the goons? I think – I mean, do you want to do a quick second on, on Draymond? Not – Yeah. I mean – this, this is probably the one negative. I think it's – I think – I'm going to spin this to a positive because the Warriors are up 2-0 right now. I could not see a Warriors team 
a year ago or any time during the title run, being capable of digging in defensively for this long of stretches without Draymond Green in the past. And it speaks to Looney's development. And it, it kind of speaks to the entire roster's development that they're capable of playing defense at this high level if Draymond's not on his game. So while it would be better if Draymond did not foul out in 28 minutes and have an all-around just kind of dud of a game, it, it's it speaks to this being a far more complete roster than you or I probably thought it was, that they can ride performances like that. Made possible, frankly, by the uh, steadiness of Kevon Looney and Otto Porter. It's what it is. It just come on. When Draymond fouled out, I I didn't have it. I didn't have a reaction, Sam. I, I didn't care. To me, I was like, okay, get get Looney back in. It's how it's I felt. Lo- it's a Looney game. Yeah, I'm not. Draymond- like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm not gonna lie. Draymond's an incredible player. We love Draymond. Draymond's gonna win the Warriors a few more games here before the season ends. But tonight, when Draymond fouled out, I said, yeah. I think he's he's obviously still the best defender on of the course. team who can raise his game to a level no one else can defensively, but they're no longer dependent on him defensively. If you know, if you know what I mean, like they, I don't know how long (laughs) they can, um, they can sustain poor play, but they can definitely ride a half without Draymond. They can ride periods of time without him, which is something they couldn't do in the past. So, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's growth. And I think offensively, the same thing goes for Jordan Poole. We haven't mentioned Jordan Poole. They can ride the struggles of Clay Thompson because they have Jordan Poole. And and the part of this is like Draymond's old and Clay's old, right? Like these guys are older. They're injured, right? They're they're just – they're not different monsters like Steph Curry who's 34 and still kind of just the same guy, right? He's just kind of just awesome no matter what. Dre and Clay – Dre – wow, Dre and Claymon. Wow. Uh, Dre and Clay are, are still amazing, and they're going to give you amazing efforts at times. But the Warriors now, they can win when those guys are off because Kevon Looney's incredible defensively at this point. And Jordan Poole tonight. Jordan Poole tonight got to the rim more than Steph, it felt like. He just – Dallas has no answer for Jordan Poole. Not a soul. Not a soul on that court game, Jordan Poole. And this is where me and you were, were mentioning in their preview podcast where – yeah, I think Dallas would try to play Jordan Poole off the court, but I think Jordan Poole is just going to be too good to offensively to ever stay off the court of this series. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm kind of expecting Dallas at some point to try to just target him if he keeps going off like this. But, yeah, I mean, look, Jordan Poole's Jordan Poole, uh, as friend of the show, Connor Letourneau noted, the Warriors are hoping to sign him for four years, $100 million. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's going to be higher than that. My point is the kid is special. The kid has – He's awesome. There, yeah, there's there's a limited number of guys who can put the ball in the hoop the way he can. Well, he's, and, he's, got, a, and he's, he's got a level. He's got to be confident. Yeah, he's, yeah I was, that's actually let, – let's talk about that. That's kind, of the, that's kind of the fun part about Jordan Poole. Like, he's young. He hasn't been in this situation before. But do you doubt him? Nah. Like, do you – are you just like – Ooh, I'm worried he's going to get shook. Like, no, if anything, I'm worried he thinks he's the best player on the court with, like, Luca and right. Steph on the court, right. you know? Right. <laughs> like, he's going to overdo it. But, like, he's right. just, uh, you know, he's got it, and yeah, I- I'm just excited to see just, him. Ju- just wait till Jordan Poole figures out how to play defense, right? Like, just wait. Because he's going to figure out how to play defense the way Steph figured out how to play defense. Just wait. Like, when that happens, it's going to be even more special. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just an incredible Warriors performance tonight. Um, you ready to get to the light years, Goonies? Let's do it. We're gonna go to our guy Ryan, who's on site at Chase. Oh, first trip to first trip to Chase for my guy Ryan. Hey, what's up, boys? Legend. Legend. <laughs> are you in the Are you in the plaza? No, we we are. I'm here with Ty. Yeah. We are out here in the team store trying to hunt down a Looney jersey. Nice. Yeah, I what a game. It. The crowd got loud in the second half. It was awful in the first half. We, uh, Steph Curry, I thought Doncic was about to do the 07 brawn at the end of the fourth, but Steph Curry and Poole said, uh-oh, what a game. Championship-level stuff. I love it, Ryan. You, Hey, Ryan, you owe us. Go find us a Looney jersey and post a picture of it. I, I love Ryan, man. It's you know it's it's rough with the connection given that, but we're gonna right, need to right. we're gonna need to follow through on that one. I do appreciate the call live from the site. Uh, let's keep moving, Dylan. What's up, man? Heck yeah, I'm glad that you guys got Ryan and Ty in there first. I was gonna shout him out and say that Lakeham needs to be giving away uh, tickets to our regular Light Years Pod listeners since we have two there and we saw what happened tonight. So um, heck yeah, that's uh, this game was amazing. Um, a couple things I wanted to, to talk about. One is I saw your tweet earlier, Sam. I completely agree. Uh, I really missed Fitz tonight. I, I really needed to hear uh, <laughs> hear single digits. Uh, like I, I heard it in my mind, but I really needed to hear it live. It would have helped. Um, do you guys think that uh, I, I I I really you guys know I'm not a huge Kerr guy sometimes, but like I really felt like this was growth tonight. Like. Lee is kind of our guard Verizhou and, you know, Moody is our Spates and he went to Spates. He didn't, he didn't leave Verizhou and it was good. And then last thing y'all think we, we just need to stop doubling Luca, right? Like just, just let him cook and then don't let those other dudes take open threes by doing these dumb doubles. All right. I'll let y'all talk. I like it. First off, Andy, I know you were you were thinking we needed a good fit. Get it to single digits when the Mavs were up like 18, 19. Yo, yo, I was yelling it. Look, I'm a little I drank a little bit, but like <laughs> I was yelling. I was yelling like, yo, can we get it to eight points by the end of the third? Like and then, and then you know, I re- a quick, quick self-realization and self-awareness. I, I thought to myself, oh, my God, the older I become, the more I become Bob Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, dude, we're. By the way, Light Years live watch parties in Notre Dame football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I think we touched on it earlier, but do you agree with Dylan? Like, I, this feels like the most proactive coaching from Steve Kerr. Hundred percent of the title. Hundred percent. And and it's it, it makes sense with the roster he has. So you know, shout out to shout out to Coach Kerr. 
on that yep. side. Yep. I really need it fits tonight, though. I can't. I can't stop thinking about it. Really need. Can you imagine the performance that Fitz would have thrown out there tonight with, with yeah. the way that? Oh my God. Um, okay. He has, to, remember, he has to. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say. I remember Dylan's last question here. This actually was yep. one I wanted to ask you about earlier. Should they continue to double Luca or should they? Did stop? they double Luca tonight? I don't. I felt like they switched it up a little they, bit. I don't know if they did it consistently. My my problem. They definitely they didn't stick to one coverage. Like you're you're objectively correct on that. But they my, did my, do that um yeah. that uh like uh send a second body and then like you know like bait and and, and drop types thing. My my problem is they're not communicating well enough when they do the hard hedge. Like when Wiggins is a hard hedge and he didn't get through, Steph is still or Clay or poor whoever is coming out to Luca and then they go away regardless of whether that hedge happens or not. So the problem tonight was they'd hedge and then they go immediately back to their guy. But the problem is Wiggins got clipped by the screen and Wiggins is completely out of play. I think in those situations, I think the Warriors are trying so hard not to switch. It really leaves the guy wide open. So a lot of this is just effort. A lot of this is just like, what can you do with a guy that good? There's nothing you can do, right? If Luca's going to make 28-foot threes like he did, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I do. I I feel like, in my personal opinion, is I kind of am pro-trapping Luca, um, mostly because I just don't believe those guys can hit shots. I don't care if they hit shots tonight. I don't believe they're actually good enough offensively to, to take advantage of the fact that he's a phenomenal passer. I think what got the Mavs going tonight was Luka hitting a bunch of dumb shots. I feel like they feed off of him in that way, and that's just kind of the way okay. they are. And I could, you know, I could be wrong. I get, I totally get it because Luka can make like LeBron, Jokic type of passes out of a double. So like you're, you're a little scared to send a second guy at him because he's going to find the open guy. But, you know, I don't know. That's just where I'm at. No, I'm Maybe I'm wrong. And no, he's a little Steph-esque in that way, um, where just, mm. if he gets going, it's it's kind of over for you. Which... All right, let's keep, keep going. Nikos. Hello, guys. Uh, we need uh, to talk about Andrew Wiggins, I think. Uh, probably the second best player in the team, the whole playoffs after Steph. And uh, I think uh, he should take a lot more credit than this. Uh, probably a max player right now. Ooh, I like it. I, I don't know about that, but um, I do think Wiggins has been more consistent than, and this is wild to say, Draymond and Clay in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's been better overall. Clay and Draymond have had bigger games than him, but I feel like Wiggins game to game has been a little more consistent than those guys, and that's kind of shocking to me. I did not see that coming. And you know what it is? It's defensively. I mean, it's it's just the way that he is defensively right now, and he's just consistently he he's become Otto Porter or like a role player in terms of the hustle. Um, it's it just he's getting to all the loose balls, right? He's always making the type of play that you always say, I always say that winning players make. Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Otto, like those guys just always make the winning tip outs, the winning rebounds, the winning shots, right? He's getting all those plays. And we didn't really see that the last couple of years. It just all of a sudden, 16-game player Andrew Wiggins is – he's hitting threes. I, I thought tonight maybe he shot a little bit too much, but I'd rather be – I'd rather Andrew Wiggins be aggressive than not aggressive, honestly. Like, I'd rather him try to go to the hole than not. Um, and, and that's – and just defensively, he's by far their best defender. 
Clay is uh best perimeter defender. Not even having close. a yeah. yeah having a rough go of it lately, and uh, I feel for him because I think he's trying, and I just I just think he knows that he doesn't have it right now. So I feel bad for him. Um, but it just it's we're literally Andrew Wiggins on an island out there defensively on the perimeter, and he's he's doing special stuff, man. Um, he's doing special stuff, especially with GP two and Andre out. Like he just just all of it is on Andrew Wiggins' shoulder. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, he is – look, man, I've been skeptical of him the entire way. I, I Like, it is what it is. I, I'm not going to, like, pretend I haven't been. I, I just – I didn't believe he would be able to turn up like this in the playoffs. I did not know how he would respond when games got tough. Not only has he answered every one of those challenges, it's like he's been more consistent than I could ever hope for. Um. Yeah, man. I don't even think he shot the ball well tonight. Yeah, actually, looking at the stats. He did not shoot the ball particularly well tonight, particularly on twos. Um, but I think that's the mark of him officially being a big-time winning player. He was objectively a positive impact player on a night where maybe he wasn't efficient scoring-wise. Um, that's something I couldn't have seen from him a year ago. I wouldn't have seen from him a year ago. And that's the type of thing you're used to like Steph or Draymond doing. You're like, yeah, they weren't super efficient tonight, but they made so many winning plays. Uh, and I, I just can't speak enough to his growth, honestly. All right, let's keep moving. Karima. Hey there, fellas. Woohoo! Okay, I think we were all fits in the first half, just talking about like get it to single digits. If we just get it to single digits, we've got a chance here. But uh, my question is, shout out to Looney, of course, because he's just been magnificent the entire <laughs> playoffs, period. And uh, shout out to Otto Porter and his new haircut, because I think it's really working for him. But um Question, do we think this time around that we will get Jordan Poole to carry over this momentum that he had in this game to Dallas to where, hey, I- I'm feeling like we could clean up in Dallas and take both. Oh, boy. We could take both. Oh, boy. Because look at for us to come back like we did, we made that second half adjustment. I Listen, I'm just... I'm feeling real confident, fellas. But I'm gonna let y'all go at it. I'm gonna let y'all go at it. I, I'm. I think we need pool you know, to keep this going. And I shout out to New Yorkers. Sorry about that, Sam. <laughs> Karima, I love it. Have a great evening. You know what? Winning a game like tonight does make four or five game a five game series feel really realistic. I think that's what's really exciting about winning tonight. If they lose tonight, you and I would be on here being like, it's a long series. They're going to get Six one games. back. Six games. Yeah, minimum. You know? Yep. But, yep. like, you start you start doing the math. Okay, if they lost tonight, they probably split in Dallas. Now it's 2-2. Two, yep. two, win, ga- win game three. But then you got to go back to Dallas. You might lose that all of a sudden. It's game seven. Now, all they got to do is win one in Dallas, and they have a chance to close it at Chase. It's that simple yep. for them. And that's like, that's, like, a worst-case scenario for them. So get one done. In Dallas, and you get to close it. You know, first off, you got Joey his extra his extra night of gates, you know, and that that's important. That might be GP 2s contract, you know. Oh like, my god! Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but then, but then you um, 
you put yourself really in a driver's seat if you're up three one. You know, you know, it just it just is what it is. This game, I mean, I think as I reflect on it more so, like coming back and winning this one to make sure yep. you take care of home court, it's a bigger yep. deal than we're giving credit for. Yeah, that's the backbreaker game because when I mapped the series out, I picked the Warriors in six. I, I said I said uh they split at home, they split on the road because they always win one road game. And they win the last two because the Mavs get tired and the Warriors make enough adjustments. That was the very just right, tight and easy, just Warriors classic series, right, in six. But the way that they play tonight, the, the Mavs went just 100% from three in the first half. I don't know if they get this hot again in two games because the way that this series is going to go is the only way the Mavs get it back in this series is that they win both, right? And for them to win both, they need to shoot the same amount they did from three tonight at home twice. And I don't know if that's going to happen. And I think, as we always know, the Warriors are always, always, always going to win on road games. So you would think coming back on game five, which is next They're playing Thursday. every two days, so I'm just yeah, going to Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. It's going to be a closeout game. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a closeout game next Thursday. And uh, I think if you're the Warriors, it's like the same thing that they did against Memphis. You don't want to go back on the road. Clean yeah. it up. Take care of it. And uh, that's like you said, man, this, this game, too, was a uh, it, it was huge. It was huge because pivotal. pivotal. It, they lose this game. The series could go either way. They win this game. And now it feels like they're on a fast track to the finals. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of in the story of the postseason for the Warriors this year, where they've been um, taking care of business where they need to. You're going to get beat a little bit. This isn't they don't have overwhelming talent like it's not 2017. Uh, they have to work for it, but they are taking care of business where they need to to get themselves out of trouble and not get themselves into silly scenarios like they like they did in 2015 or 16 when they were a little younger and cockier. So um, I'm going to move forward. Let's get to our guy, Will. Let's go. What a dub, fellas. I got the tweet of the night from my guy, Dieter Kurtenbach. Tatum is 24, Booker is 25, Looney is 26, Giannis is 27. This league is in good hands. What a game, fellas. Okay, oh, appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to let you wax poetic. Keep going. Oh, I love it, man. Um, <laughs> hell of a game. Kayvon Looney deserves all the praise, one of the highest IQs on the team. I need more Jordan Poole, especially when that second half starts. That guy can get to the rim whenever the hell he wants, man. He is a living legend. I love what I see from him. Um, Curry, to all the people that say this man ain't clutch, he just made some big, big shots down the stretch in game two. I love it. Big win. I've got a question for y'all and a request. The question is, would you rather, like myself, start Moody over Kaminga if we do have to start a rookie with Dealey kind of crapping out there? And the request is, I heard you guys are going to get Nick Wright. Bring him to the green room. We want this man. <laughs> we want this man loud and proud. This oh man, most my famous God. warrior slanderer. I want that man, dude. Bring him to the green room. I want a title first, and then I want Nick Wright and his head on a platter. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Go, Dubs. By the way, Sam, uh, thanks for going. Well. I want him alone. Sam, <laughs> Sam is, it a, is it friend of the show, Nick Wright? Is it friend of the show, I, Nick Wright? It, uh, yeah, it's like it's like Magic and Bird here. We're frenemies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on. We'll get him on. I, I, all I will say is the rumors are trending towards true. The date has not been officially locked up, but we are in negotiations. 
Uh, our representation is speaking with his representation <laughs> to bring it together. Uh, we are hopeful. I, I do love the idea of getting him on green room, uh, but I don't think that's going to be the way it's going to go. <laughs> uh, by the uh, way, by the way, since this is a podcast and maybe people won't see it on Twitter, a friend of the show, Dave McMenamin, was, uh, was in the downtown area in San Francisco and got called out for saying collaborative talent. So Warriors fans, they hold grudges and they let it be known. <laughs> Any Warriors slanderer, uh, Warriors Twitter, Warriors fans will let it be known. So shout out to friend of the show, Nick Ten. Eh, more of an acquaintance of the show. Anyway, <laughs> Isaiah, what's up, man? Yo, my bad. I did not expect not a problem for you guys to let me talk. But I just wanted to ask if it's possible to keep pool and Wiggins, but we have to get rid of Draymond, would we do it? Oh man, that's a that's a tough question. I think I'm I'm gonna play the optimist card right now. I think it's more possible than you think to keep all of them. Honestly, I think as they keep playing, you you can't assume that every player is gonna have a max market. Um, so I don't think it's going to. I think that there's opportunity for the Warriors here. End of the day, they still control all these players for one more season. They're all under contract one more year. Um, so we don't we don't we don't really need to cross this bridge yet. That's all I have to say. We don't need to cross as, this bridge right now. As Sam always says, like you just said, man, let's enjoy the ride. They've got yeah. the season, win the championship or not, enjoy the season and they got but, 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 but actually no win it. Don't win don't it. or not. <laughs> Let's get a friend of the show, Larry, up here. Larry, what's up? Okay, I'm just going to say this. I, I'm going to put myself out there as saying that I apologize officially to Steve Kerr. I did not understand that he's a defense-first coach, absolutely, and that he wouldn't let guys like Poole on the court until they could at least put up some resistance. This team is winning on defense. It is winning on just locking down. And admittedly, we gave up 73 points in the first half, but they were making shots. You know, we didn't give up. We kept playing the same game. We wore them down. And uh, I think he's borderline genius. Having said that, how does Looney make 20 points without taking a shot from more than two feet? Okay, I mean, if you look at his shot pattern on you know ESPN, he, all of his makes, they're right on top of each other. You can't count ten baskets, but they're there. Uh, the pool, incredible. Uh, what what can you say? This team is just it's poised to be possibly, and I didn't think they could do this. I called, I don't know how many times I called and said they they've got to trade the uh, the picks that gave us Moody and Kaminga. But maybe we're able to round this out just because Steph Curry really is the best ever. And by the way, Andy, please pick somebody else than Tom Brady to compare him to. Because he's better than him, and he's a better person than Brady. <laughs> See, that's on Sam. That Larry, was Sam. Larry, <laughs> I appreciate you. I'm sorry. The dude was winning a Super Bowl at 45. I, I, at a certain point, I have to uh, – 
have to acquiesce. To well, you know, I, I didn't watch Joe Montana growing up, and I think a lot of people still say Joe, Joe's never lost a big game, and I think Joe in today's game probably lasts a little bit longer, right, just because the way football was played back then. But in my generation, Samuel, Larry, TB12, the greatest I ever seen. Let's get Mario up here. Mario, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Yeah, you know, enjoy the big one. Honestly, it feels like the the main thing that I'm finding from this game is we we really got to thank the development staff because the young guys are playing amazing. We we for the longest they were terrible. All our young guys bust out the league. And now we're really seeing that it's coming to fruition with Steve even trusting Moody in there on some big minutes finally getting Dealey out of there. I just want to thank Steve. I want to thank the development staff. We about to sweep this thing. Woo. That is a fair call out though. I want to I want to bring that to attention. We were not happy with the Warriors coaching and development last season. I, I don't think that's like a hot you, take. I you, think you that's know a fact. you know who else wasn't happy? <laughs> Joe Lacob wasn't happy. You know why, Sam? Tell him why. You know what he did after? He said, Carp Lynch, take my wall. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna hire all the freaking best coaches that we can hire. Kenny Atkinson's about to be a head coach. Shama Malalia is gonna be a head coach at some point, right? Uh Dejan Mihailovic uh is gonna make James Wiseman incredible, right? They just they hired all the right pieces, man. They really committed to being a development first organization. They upgraded Steve Kerr's staff. They they leaned into the idea of being a development first organization while winning. And you know what? Skepticism aside, got to tip the cap because it's working and players are being developed. Jordan Poole is getting better. Kuminga had a positive rookie season. Wiggins. Moses Moody just played a great season. Yeah. The obvious ones, honestly, are Wiggins and Looney. They just keep getting better. They just keep getting better. Even someone like Otto Porter, who came to the Warriors damaged goods, Otto was a small forward before his injuries. They kind of turned him into a center and, and like kind of a really good one too. You know, like not, not just, they didn't just like, they didn't just like, all right, you're going to play center now because you're slow. Like he's actually, he's actually good at the position. By the way, shout out OPJ. Uh, He hit the three that put the Warriors in the lead and they never looked back. Yeah, and and he had just a wildly efficient night on both ends of the floor. He was out there playing great defense when they were chipping away at the game when Draymond was in foul trouble. But he also had a super efficient night. He made all his shots, four for four, 11 points, seven rebounds in 24 minutes, four assists. I mean, it was just uh, it was an Otto Porter game. I mean, the the Otto's biggest crime tonight was Looney played better than him. So we opened the show on Looney, you know? But I think I think Otto is kind of a development point for this team. You know, like they were able to take a player who's talented but kind of was in a bad situation and rehabbed and recreated his career. All right, let's keep moving. We'll do a couple more, and then we're going to have to call a night. Mike, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, dudes? I I just got in here, but that was an electric experience. I I'll never live it like that moment again. Um. But I just want to shout out all the Moody truthers. Like, <laughs> the kid, I've been saying it all year. I don't know why they didn't play him more in the regular season. We'd have the number one seed. Like, what happened there? Like, why are we watching, like, Damian Lee in the Big Bird shoes all t- all the time? I'm tired of it. I never want to see him again. That's my moment right there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I often feel the same way. Like, I, I understand why Kuminga kind of ebbs and flows in the rotation. Like, world-breaking talent, but, like, you watch him, there's games where you're like, yeah, he looks like a teenager. Moses Moody kind of plays like an old man. Like, he's kind of got some veteran guile. Listen, and I never feel like I've watched a Moody game where I'm like, wow, he's lost. Like, you're never walking just, away. You never walk away from plays. him. Yeah, exactly. You, but you never. It, what I'm saying is, you never walk away like, "Wow, his head wasn't in the game." You know? Was it him that got the tip to Wiggins when Wiggins cashed that three? I believe so. I mean, that's that, that, those are the, he he knocked one out to um uh, Otto or was it Clay earlier in the game too? I mean, he he made he he's just he has a phenomenal feel. There's no way around that. But, the wingspan, I think, is what's got to be the key, right? Like, he's long. It's underrated how long he is. The dude, have you seen that photo of him, like, touching the top of the door and the floor? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you're right. I think, I think the, the craziest thing is, like, and, and Mike, we appreciate the call. Thanks. Moody should play more minutes, but they have a deep roster. I think Moody will play a lot of minutes next year. Like, it's not hard to see him being a valuable contributor to this team immediately going into next year. So um, he's, I mean, he's, he's kind of been buried on this roster, but he is a valuable, valuable player for them. Let's get to Greg. Greg, what's up, man? Hey buddies. What a, what a game, man. Oh my goodness. Just the, the, the range of emotions. And um, you know, there's something special about, about this team and basketball that where it's uh you can have a rough week man it was a, it was a long week for me and you get to the end of the end of the week rooting for your team down by 20 but you never with this team you don't you don't give up hope right like a little bit like i was thinking like oh shit they're gonna throw this away but they they kept calm and they kept and you know the calmness loony loon dog build the statue Build the statue right now. What an incredible performance. Um, but uh, even with his performance, we needed we needed big minutes from Otto Porter Jr. And then uh, Steph, just, um, just a classic performance, but a classic performance in this new version of Steph, right? Where he, he had a little trouble getting separation in, in the early parts because he was getting doubled all the time and just constantly swarmed. Um, but he found a way through it all, through it all. And so it's just, God needed that win, man. And it, it, it felt good to, good to just root for a team that's just homegrown talent and watching them just do what they do. Champ, championship ball, championship ball. So that, I appreciate that's it, Greg. I, he makes a good point. So I want to point that out. He makes a great point about the homegrown type of style that the Warriors have been doing. It, it hits different. It really does. There's something different about um, rooting for guys that were drafted by the we, team. We yeah. slander. We slander in 35 again. <laughs> I'm just saying, it hits different. It feels amazing. You know, Trey Lance wins a couple championships with the Niners. It's going to be awesome. Buster Posey. Three championships. Trey, Steph Trey Curry, Lance, three. Trey, Trey Lance needs to – Trey Lance below Looney on the, on the podium. Right <laughs> on of, the, course. On the, of course. On the Barry of Mount Rushmore. Like the uh, Mount Rushmore – Barry Mount Rushmore is Joe Montana, 
Um, we'll throw Barry Bonds, Steph Barry Curry, Bonds. Kevin, Kevin Looney. That's that's my <laughs> Mount Rushmore right now. Those are the four most important athletes in Bay Area history, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, no, no, I, I mean, I'm messing around, but you you are 100% correct. Like there's there's something special to watching a guy g- going through the uh, the growing pains of the guy. It really is. I mean, we watch Jordan Poole go through the worst of times. We watch Kevon Looney go through injuries. Just man, it's great. It's great. Nolan, hey fellas, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Awesome. I have a I have two main thoughts. Number one is that uh, I was wondering if we'd be able to get a win where Luca goes for a ton of points and rebounds and assists, uh, and the Mavs hit a ton of threes. That felt like they needed to win one of those. And second of all, I love hearing Reggie call Steph's games. I, you know what? I, I kind of like that. I, I, I'm actually begrudgingly, I enjoyed Reggie and Stan tonight. I, I'm not a, a generally a Stan Van Gundy guy, but I thought they actually called a really good game. Tonight. Reggie's good. Reggie's good. Being you like Reggie. I, I think the thing about Reggie is he's happy. Reggie, Reggie concern trolling every time a guy falls also well, just makes me laugh. Very, very fits. Is very it, fits, Mike. Is it? Is it? It's like, no, dude, he did not tear his ACL fall. Kill <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> but, Auto Porter falls down and he's like, oh, my God, did he break his face? And the thing about Reggie, and I think this goes for kind of all basketball and, and just sports announcing. All sports, is, yeah. It's happy announcers are cool, man. Like, we don't. We don't need to hear announcers that are just they don't like the game, right? We just we you and I like the thing with Reggie is he's cool. Like he just he just enjoys basketball and he's very happy. That's all we want. I'm not I'm not trying to find the meaning of life in basketball announcing <laughs> announcing, man. I just, just want to have fun. That's all this is. That's it. All right, we got one more caller before we get out of here. And we gotta Who's bring closing? on Who's closing? I mean, you gotta bring in, you know, I'm calling the closer signal, put on enter sandman. You know Uh-oh. who you go. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's Close up, guys? Wow, what a win. What a win. And what we should be talking about is Stephen Curry. What the hell? Yeah, let's bring this down down. Everyone wants to talk about Luka Doncic being some type of, like, savior of basketball. I don't see him turning you guys like Kayvon Looney on the, on the, you know, into superstars going 20 and 10. I don't see him working with young guys and developing them into – Talents like Jordan Poole. Where is all the credit that belongs to Stephen Curry? We should be all praising him now for all these great things that happened. We could even withstand a Draymond foul out and still put these guys to bed. And they shot the lights out. They are in trouble. The Dallas Mavericks are in trouble. And we're going to get our brooms. I already got some milk cartons done up looking for the rest of that Mavs roster. And we're going to sweep their ass out in Dallas. Mick Walters appreciates you. The one and only pastor. The only man appropriate enough to end these shows. We appreciate yes, everyone sir. calling in. You know we'll get back after game three. Yes, sir. Sunday night. See you then. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.